Blog Talk Radio. My complexion's so bad, I hate to go out. Don't be a square. Try Ting, the faster way to clear up pimples. Yes, doctors' half-face tests prove Ting medicated cream dries up pimples more effectively than any other product tested. Here's why. Boys and girls have overactive oil glands. Excess oil clogs pores, causes pimples. But Ting blots up oil faster, more completely than other products. In lab tests, Ting completely absorbed oil in 15 minutes. Hours later, other products still had not. No, hiding pimples won't help heal them. No mere cover-up can work like Ting's antiseptic medication. Remember, doctors' half-face tests prove Ting better in every case, better than any other remedy tested. Applied at bedtime, greaseless, stainless Ting dries to oil-absorbing powder that clings all night, even helps heal acne-type blemishes. Don't let externally caused pimples spoil your fun. Get Ting Medicated Cream, T-I-N-G. See thrilling improvement overnight or money back. Hello, you pimply-faced motherfuckers out there. Welcome to the latest semi-chut show. This is Nick. It's a Monday morning on the uh, on the on the post traumatic uh, fallout. Clash of the Titans not winning the box office for the second straight week, but only because it's not that good. Uh, today, what I want to do is go over a few random things uh, and see if it's uh, it's worth your time. And hopefully, a few of you folks are at your office or at home and are able to call in and shoot the shit, as they say. The goal is to get maybe one or two of these a week in the mornings and then hopefully get at least one shut show with the regular crew a week and then hopefully get Devin involved as well to where he's got his little thing going through here as, you know, as, as often as possible. Of course, it's Devin. You know, he's a busy guy, you know, being on the History Channel and quote, getting quotes in newspapers and magazines and watching Planet of the Apes. So you can only hope for the best. But in the meantime, you got me. So, let me tell you something here. My uh, internet just crashed. <laughs> uh, this could be a damaging thing. This, we might lose the show. That is amazing. Okay, we're back. Um, as many of you saw as you went on chat today uh, or over the weekend, we have a bunch of new things on the way, including an iPhone app as well as a redesign. The iPhone app is just about done, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's going to be it's going to offer the same kind of things that the, that the site offers in terms of content. But what the goal is to get a little bit more video, a little bit more exclusive content on there, and uh, hopefully get get it to where it can update you know on a regular basis. Um, the guy that's doing it, Shamarod, is very good. He's doing uh, really good work, and um, I think it's going to be something pretty cool. Um, there's been some people that have asked if we're going to get a Android-capable version of Chud, uh, and then somebody said BlackBerry, which I thought was funny. So I might as well, I might as well make a Chud app that only works in phone booths. Um, but as for the Android thing, I don't know how difficult it is to do that for that platform, and since I don't own that platform, I think it's dumb because I don't own it. So I wouldn't count on that happening anytime soon unless somebody out there is able to uh, basically do it themselves and, you know, pitch it to me. Um, 
the website redesign was supposed to come to me yesterday, and it didn't, but I'm told that it will be here tonight. And uh, I really, really, really want to make sure that uh, it solves a lot of the problems that the current site has because the current site is a nightmare. I'll be the first to admit it. It's a fucking nightmare. Um, so anyway, let's talk about movies. Um, we had a screening of the Slam and Salmon this week. I had all the local Atlanta folks come by, and we watched it. And having seen it the day before for the interview, uh, I, I knew I liked it, but I wasn't sure how much I liked it. But the response from everybody in the Chud crew was very overwhelmingly positive. Even people that aren't typically into their kind of stuff, like my mother and um, Andrea, who's not, I don't think she's seen any of the Broken Lizard movies. They all thought it was, uh, it was fun. So here's hoping that uh, maybe this will be a step towards getting some of the people that don't like Broken Lizard to like them. And the people that do like them, they've got all the same kind of stuff that makes you happy anyway. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up in relation to Chud is that there are some pretty big changes going on, uh, both behind the scenes and uh, in terms of how we approach, you know, cover. Oh shit, the internet is really down this time. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. I went to a place specifically built towards having good internet, so I can get the show done right. Um, there is uh, some new people that are involved behind the scenes with the site, and that will be public knowledge at some point. Uh, but also, um, we're going to be covering uh, conventions and trade shows and, uh, and uh, uh, festivals on a much bigger basis starting this year. So if, you, uh, if you're somebody that was kind of uh, uh, on the fence about going to, say, Comic-Con or E3 or... Uh, maybe one or two of the film festivals, whether it be uh, Toronto or uh, Cannes. Well, I think we're going to be there this year. So, um, you know, when we first started doing the site, from like '99 to like 2002 or three, we were we had a really good kind of uh, crew that would meet up and hang out. And you know, whenever we go to a major city, there'd be you know some sort of uh, get together. I think we need to resurrect that, uh, and I'm hoping that some of the folks out there. Uh, are able to to come out and do that because uh, uh, you know as, as we've gone on we've got a little bit more impersonal and I don't think it does anybody any good uh, so send me some feedback on that if you like the idea and, and what towns we should uh, we should plan to do there's this kind of like back of my mind type of thing that's like a road trip uh, to where we do like a few cities uh, and make it um, you know a little fun it depends on what the budget's going to be and, and all that but anyway just run that past you. All right, so enough bullshit. Uh, Day Night was the number one movie, uh, and only because it's a fucking joke. Everything I've heard about it is that it's a really disappointing movie. I haven't seen it because uh, I'm so fucking busy with, you know, watching TV and uh, and uh, playing video games and stuff. I just don't. I simply don't have the time to go see movies, which is my day job. Um, but uh, Clash of the Titans coming at number two is kind of big news because I think Warner Brothers had expected it to be a little bit bigger, a little bit more. Of a uh, of a blockbuster, and honestly, the fact that it's about 111 thousand oh, it's a million. Oh, it's 111 million. Is uh, that's enough? That's enough. That, that that's that's already. I mean, you got gods talking to each other in robes and armor, and uh, and and Sam Worthington as your star. Uh, I think you should be thrilled. Uh, and apparently, it's doing pretty well internationally anyway. Um, now what what we. What really surprises me, honestly, is the failure of Hot Tub Time Machine, because uh, that movie has every right to be a, a sensation, 
it's uh, I mean it's I don't I don't know how it hasn't become bigger than it is. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a perfect movie for this time of year. It's completely dumb. It's got you know very kind of eclectic and 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 cultish cast, and it's and it's fucking highest concept ever. Yet here we go. It's gone the way of Dixie Carter. Um. Alice in Wonderland has done 320 million, which tells me that the world is a shitty place to live. Tyler Perry's movie is already at 50 million, which tells me I'm the wrong color. Bounty Hunter stars Jennifer Aniston. Let's see what we got here. Would you like to hear another clip from my Breck Eisner interview? Because I can do that. All right, so I got I got some information for you about some upcoming movies. I've, I've been listening to uh, to a few folks who are in the know about what to expect from big movies. Um, you heard you've heard a lot about Kick Ass. People have been raving about it for what seems like two years already. Um, so, and that's opening this week. I'm kind of excited about it, but I don't understand why people are so gaga over it. Because from what I've seen, um, it looks like. It looks like fun, but not the kind of thing that would be deserving of such rabbit rabbit hype. And I wonder if part of that is is, is the ability that when folks see movies early, uh, if they're if they're good, they tend to blow them out of proportion, and if they're bad, they tend to either blow it out of proportion or try to soften it because there's still that that joy of seeing it early. And I don't mean people like sight people. I don't mean like Devin and those guys those kind of guys, because theoretically you'd expect those people to be a little bit more lucid. But because Kick-Ass played at the uh, Buttonomathon and all that, you get a lot of people that are not necessarily, um, they, they're not used to, to writing about movies, you know, for an audience. So their their enthusiasm becomes the focus. And I wonder, I, did, I wonder how much of that was the case for Kick-Ass. I have a feeling it's going to be really good, but I also have a feeling that it's, it's threatening some backlash because... It's um, it's so damn, it's so damn. Ah, it, it's it's familiar. <laughs> There's somebody on our on our chat room that keeps talking about the uh, ch- the, the boatman in Class of the Titans. <laughs> Incredible. Yes, uh, yes, he did look like a ride at Disneyland. He looked like uh, one of the dreads of humanity. It's removed if folks have ever watched that masterful show with Jason Bateman. Uh, the call-in line is uh, is open, and I don't know what the number is on the actual page. You have to, it's uh, 347-826-9101. Hopefully, somebody will call in and give me a break here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to reboot, and I'm going I'm to give you guys uh, a little chance to listen to another another commercial from a bygone era, because to me, that's what really makes the site work. <laughs> Amigo, I'm Chiquita Banana and I've come to say Bananas have to ripen in a certain way And when they're flecked with brown and have a golden hue Bananas taste the best and are the best for you You can put them in a salad You can put them in a pie Any way you want to eat them it's impossible to beat them, but bananas like the climate of the very, very tropical equator. 
the fuck up. God, that's annoying. That lady's dead by now. The person who sang that song is, is 16 shades of death right now. You know, even when you hear old commercials or you watch old TV shows, you're looking at a bunch of defeated people, just shattered bodies, and their families are crying in the streets. That lady who did the banana commercial died hard. You know she did. How do you make a living singing about bananas and not just die in a puddle of your own fist? Disgusting. Okay, so kick-ass opening this week, and then you've got um, Death and a Funeral. You know what's funny is people kind of misinterpret what Death and a Funeral is because they think it's, it's just a remake. They urbanized, uh, they urbanized the movie, uh, which, is, which is true in a way. I mean, you have more black people in it, if you want to call that urbanizing it. But Neil Abu directed it. And I don't know if you know this about Neil Abu. He's not black. He's not even, like, tan. He's a, he's a white Utah man. So it's not that kind of a situation. And then also, you have the same, a lot of the same producers from the original. Um, now, Chris Rock's on board as a producer, but it's not, it's not a Tyler Perry movie, if you want to go that route. It's actually, uh, I think it's a chance, because the, the original movie is pretty damn good. So, from what I understand, and one of the producers of this movie, and of the original, is somebody I worked with on, on the Don't Be Afraid movie. Um, he was kind of, the movie, I think everybody expected people to respond more to the original. That it would be a bigger movie. And it was, it was kind of a cult thing. So I think what they did here was they went a little bit more towards the mainstream, but it's, it's a chance for people to see, you know, to maybe catch on to it this time around. And with Neil Abu directing it uh, on, the, on the heels of what he did with the, the Wicker Man, I mean, this could be a special time for everybody involved. <laughs> Neil Abu, okay, you want to talk about a career that is, has gone from being pretty interesting to just being an absolute like, crapshoot in the best possible way. It's his. I mean, you know, he did his first few movies that were, you know, he created his name on these sort of scathing, you know, when your friends and neighbors and company of men was, were so scathing and so, so, uh, so razor sharp in what they were trying to do. And, and then as he kind of evolved, you know, he, he, was always, he was always interesting. I mean, I don't like Nurse Betty, but it's interesting. And Possession is flawed, but it's interesting. The shape of things is miscast, but it's pretty interesting. Wicker Man is just, you know, it's its, its own animal. And Lakeview Terrace is just a generic thriller, which is interesting because, you know, uh, filmmakers who are, are come up like Neil Abu and guys like Edward Burns, they, they got to pay the rent. And, and, and they don't have the same cachet as, you know, somebody like Albert Pion. So they have to, um, they have to really push their, push their kind of uh, what, they, what their brand is. And, and then Death of Funeral is obviously the last thing you'd ever expect from a Neil Abu movie, which is kind of cool. But uh, even uh, even uh, even with if you want to treat it as a black movie, which it's not, as I've said before, the cast is great. I mean, the cast of people in in this movie is not your typical. It's not like Morris Chestnut and uh, and Tyra Banks. It's it's real. It's really interesting, diverse people. Because you've got uh, Chris Rock, who is at worst you could coast on his amazing stand-up is some of his movies have been shit, but he's, he's good. He's really talented. Tracy Morgan has kind of already run his course to me, but if you put him in the, in the presence of a true comedian like Chris Rock, I think, you, I think they balance each other out well. Then you had Martin Lawrence, who, even though he jogs with parkas on, is pretty, pretty solid. Actually, unfortunately, I, I was up really early 
when I was on the West Coast and the Black, I think it's the Black Knight was on, and he was actually pretty good at it, which surprised me. It's, it's, it's a nightmare of a movie, but I was surprised that he was able to at least maintain some semblance of dignity. Um, and then you have, uh, you know, like as far as like the old guard, you've got Keith David and Danny Glover, and as long as Danny Glover's not talking like he did in uh, Shooter, I think we're all we're all in a good place as human beings. Um, but uh, it's an interesting cat. Zoe Saldana, who is the hottest person in the world right now, and I don't mean in terms of her star and her talent. I'm talking, she's just fucking hot. She's in it. She's great. James Marsden is surprised the living shit out of me in terms of what he's able to do. Um, and then you've got Secret English, who I don't know if you... I don't know if you know this, but uh, Peter Dinklage is the best thing that's ever happened and the smallest thing that's ever happened. So, there's that. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I, I shouldn't be because they've been advertising it ad nauseum and, and any time they, they play the commercials for something that much, you, you immediately become desensitized and want it to go away. But I'm a, I'm a gentleman. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm sort of legendary, so I'm not really worried about that. And then the week after, which is the movie I'm really excited about is Lizards. Uh, we went on the set of that in, uh, I think, January or February or December or something, and, uh, and got to watch them shoot a lot of the scenes in the shipyard, which you see in the trailer a lot, where they're kind of, they, uh, they, they, they have to evacuate their, their roach van and take on arsenals of Jason Patrick's men. Wait, no, that's a, that's a scene from Your Friends and Neighbors. Uh, say, uh, Arthur, how would you pronounce, uh, L-O-N-G? Why, long, of course. Uh-huh, uh-huh, that's right. Now, how do you pronounce L-O-N-G-E-R? Longer. Uh, say, what is this, fifth-grade recitation? <laughs> no, no, it's just my way of reminding you that king-size wing cigarettes are 20% longer. But these wings are cooler and smoother. Get a pack of longer, cooler, smoother... The, the video store that I rented bog people at went out of business. I got to wonder if those are related because I rented bog people from this place and then less than four years later it was out of business. Now Steve and I were over in that area the other day, Steve being Steve Murphy of the podcast and if, you know, he, he's been up He's been up uh, probably since 4 o'clock today, so, you know, he's not going to be able to call in because it's almost his bedtime, it's almost noon. Um, but we were near that place yesterday, and we kind of wondered, wouldn't it be kind of interesting if when a place went out of business, the last, the last act of the, of the proprietor, and before they lock the door for the very last time, is that they leave a copy of Bog People on the floor, preferably on DVD. And that's like a sign that a place is officially out of business. And actually, if you don't leave a copy of Bog People, then you're basically invoking bad, bad spirits. Like you're not, it's like not putting, you know, coins on the eyes of the dead or, you know, not, not leaving a sperm mustache on a date. It's like it's completely verboten. So, I mean, imagine leaving, you know, imagine, imagine okay, you know, Blockbuster's really taken a big hit. I mean, and deservedly because it's a hellhole. But they've had to close a lot of stores. And I think um, if they had been wise to just close two or three stores and leave dog people there 
well, maybe they wouldn't have had to close that many stores. But they didn't, and as a result, they're just dropping like flies. So I, I think there is definitely a cause and effect relationship between thought people and success. Um, now, Iron Man 2, to me, seems like the only like slam dunk of the year. Like there's no, there's no way that could not be great. But you hear little bits of you know, information trickling down that it's got issues or that X person may not be that good or that maybe it's too bloated and all that. And I wonder, is there anything left that's completely ironclad? Now, I felt the Lord of the Rings movies were obviously ironclad in terms of the, the markup quality and that you could, you know, there was a beginning and there was an end. It's not like the Pirates movies where they did one and then said, hey, oh, we've meant to do six, 16 movies all along. And then, of course, each movie got worse and worse, and The Matrix is another example. And uh, I think uh, I think that that I think that there's a, the Bang Bus. Most of their videos really tapered off after the last season. But Iron Man to me is I don't even need it to be that good of a movie as long as Robert Downey is playing Tony Stark in Iron Man. The original movie is flawed. I mean, the, the action's not that great. It's, it's the best sequence, the best action sequence happens in the middle of the film, which, you know, that, that's, that's a risk with some people. So, I mean, is, is, this, is this gold? Is it, is, it, is it as close as we have this year to something that's a, that's a, a guaranteed commodity? Because Robin Hood to me looks horrible. I have, no, I have no interest in it. As a matter of fact, I don't even plan on seeing that movie. If there's a way I could go without seeing Robin Hood, I'm going to take that path because it's just it's not there's nothing about it that's interesting. And if I want to see Ridley Scott kicking ass with massive groups of people and arrows flying around, I've got three or four other movies that I could watch and, and you know, not really have to, have to deal with anything. Somebody on the uh, chat room, basically the only person who's on the chat room, has said that uh, they're not sold on Don Cheadle as, uh, as James Rhodes. And I kind of disagree. I like Terrence Howard a lot, but Cheadle has surprised me. And uh, as I've, as I've uh, watched the trailers and seen more and more, because the character is so um, underused in the first film, I don't think there's going to be a huge disconnect for people. And uh, I think actually um, Cheadle's demeanor and his, his versatility complements Downey's better than Terrence Howard's. Now, I, I mean, I, I don't like the fact that they had to replace him, but if you had to replace him, Cheadle's not a bad guy to go to. Um, but I was looking at the rest of the year, and, and as excited as I am about stuff, actually the other guys, which I'm really excited about, if you saw the trailer for that on show this, this past weekend, although Dave, who wrote the article, wasn't a huge fan. I think that's a great, great, great trailer. I think we have Justin on the phone. I think he's going to tell us what he thinks, too. Justin, you out there, man? I'm out here. How you doing there, Skipper? Doing great. Taking a break. Put the call into blog talk, blog talk radio. This pleases me. Uh, this is pretty good news. After this episode, um, we're going to have a toll-free number. You have the what? I'm, gonna, I'm getting a toll-free number so we can oh, okay. have people to call in for free. It's not going to help oh, you wow. this time, though. That's okay. But you, but you have a job, so you know you can swing it. I can swing it. Yeah, I can. You're talking about the other guy's trailer. I love it. I think it's pretty good too. Yeah, I think it's. I'm kind of a fan of Step Brothers, though. Everybody hates Step Brothers, but I kind of think that movie's funny. So, Richard Jenkins is great. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's kind of great, though. Good old Dick Jenkins. 
I think the problem yeah. was with Step Brothers, I think it was still a step back from Talladega. I don't like Talladega that much. It's way too broad. But I think that the, the potential of that movie, of Step Brothers, just, just in theory, the actual product, it took a lot for it to live up to that, and I don't think it did. But it was still good, and I've heard that the DVD's got a bunch of stuff that was cut that's really good. I'm a big fan. Of, I like Talladega a lot, actually. And Step Brothers isn't quite as good, but it still makes me laugh. They show it, if you miss it, they show it on, like, Showtime and Cable. They show it, like, every day. So you can catch up with it. There's no Anchorman, though. No, it's not. It's not. It's hard to beat Anchorman. It's impossible to beat Anchorman. You know, it's funny. I heard it, was on, I heard it in the other room the other day. I think it was on regular TV. But even, even hearing it, like, from another room, this brings back sweet, sweet gentleman memories. Are you excited about the sequel that they're going to do? Are you nervous? I... I I'm not nervous about it because, I mean... A little nervous? Makes you no. kind of feel sick inside a little bit? No. A little sweat on the brow? No. Oh, my God. I think I think somebody's on the phone. Hold on a second. Is this caller Mr. Steve Murphy? This is caller Mr. Steve Murphy. I can't believe it. I'm on the radio with some gentlemen. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know who the gentleman is. He's probably an asshole. Did you, did you have any other callers? Did you have other callers? Actually, there is another caller on the switchboard. That that person from the seven one five, hang tight. You'll be on in a minute. So I mean, you're basically you're having a, you're having a morning show, but Steve and I are just calling in. Well, no, that's, that's how it would, <laughs> in a perfect world, that's how it should be. Oh, okay. But because uh, yeah, it, it was it was uh, it was a barren wasteland before you guys called. Uh, well, we're here to talking about Don Cheadle. Are you on your go ahead, Steve? Yeah, I'm on my way home. That's right. From a from a nice long day's work. Yes, I started at four in the morning. Went to work, played a little bit of Jenga. Now I'm on my way home. See what happens. Wow. Always good to get. It's always yeah, good to get paid. Play Jenga. Are you Are you back on your shift schedule? I'm back on the worst thing of all time. That is the truth. I'm not even on the graveyard shift. I, I start before the graveyard shift. What is what is Brad Dorf like in person? He's not too bad. He looks better in person than you would believe. When you when you get to Lowe's that early, do you is it scary? Is it do you feel like it's kinda of haunted maybe that there's like maybe a ghost yeah. in a warehouse? It's haunted with the essence of customers. Because I was, that place is big, and it echoes, and if it was that early, and there's no, I still, it was a lot of creep. Whoa. The best, the best part is when that was going on. It might be me. I'll call back. I'm going to actually, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get this other caller in. Let's, let's listen to this other man. Hello, caller. Uh, hi, guys. It's uh, Lucas from Wisconsin. It's Lucas. Yep. Uh, I was wondering, a lot of people hey, focus on... Hey, whoa, hey Lucas, yeah? how's she doing? How's she doing, Lucas? Fine. How's she doing? Okay. <laughs> Your question. Uh, a lot of people focus on, like, uh, the summer movies. They get excited. But uh, I'm more excited about usually what comes out in the fall. Are you excited about anything? I know there's not a lot of announcements yet, but uh, are you excited about anything in the fall? Like, uh... Scott Pilgrim or maybe the Expendables. A lot of people are excited about that. 
Knowing that Expendables is rated R certainly makes it a lot easier to get behind it. Because originally they were really shooting for PG-13. Yeah. And, and after Rambo, and, and how, do you go, how do you go backwards from that? You know, it's, it just completely defeats the whole point. Um, but once again, I mean, it's got, it's got uh, two wrestlers in it, which always scares me when you have more than one wrestler. It's, it's always dangerous to have you know, wrestlers in general because they're, they're not real people. I don't know if you knew that, but like, they're barely human. They're just roided up and barely put sentences together, every single one of them. Completely it works for ready to rumble. But David Arquette cuts the, cuts the balance in a way that just makes it sublime. <laughs> Steve, are you excited about The Expendables? I can't wait for it. It's the return of Dolph. <laughs> he never left. I, I actually, I almost... Steve, are you still there? I almost hung up on you. Steve? I, yeah, hang up on me all you want. I don't care. <laughs> and, ju- and I got Justin back on, too. Oh, um, crap. Yeah, sir. Am I on? We're talking, yeah, we're talking about the fall. I mean, I, I guess you could consider Scott Pilgrim pretty much a fall film. Yep, Scott, that comes out the same week as The Expendables, actually. That's bizarre. Oh, I'm going to slow down. The, the Expendables got, a, got the R rating because of Dolph Lundgren's hairpiece. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's why it got the R. And Stallone's mustache. Dude, I don't um, believe you. When, it, when is it, it might, coming out? What's the date? It's like late um, August. August 13th. So that's kind of still summer, right? And late August. <laughs> you mentioned, uh, 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 well, I mean, like the movie I'm most excited about, I, I, I might be, I'm actually more excited about it than, than Iron Man 2 is Wall Street. And that, that kind yeah. of That footage is real good. That trailer was... It's very good. Very good. And, and it yeah. also, it, it, it doesn't feel, I mean, it doesn't feel out of place. You know, because like a lot of times, especially after so much time has passed, you you see like a follow-up to a film and it just doesn't feel connected. Like the Midnight Run sequel probably won't feel nearly connected to uh, to the original. But this one feels like a, it's, an, it's like, a, like an organic extension of the story, which is good. Do you like how um, the word organic? There's some stuff uh, we haven't seen anything from yet that uh there's like the the David Fincher Facebook movie the social network that'll be out in October that I'm excited for there's that uh Anton Corbin movie the American with George Clooney I really liked his uh first movie control if, you, if anyone saw that I, but, uh, I think it's I think it's flawed but yeah it's pretty good control is, it's interesting yeah, I really like that a lot. want to see how we handle but I mean Clooney to me Clooney's the market quality so you could pretty much just, you know, yeah. you could be confident that at least it's going to be, you know, a solid movie. Plus, I mean, let's, let's face it, Arena Bajorkland is in that movie, too, and how can you not be a completist of her? Arena Bajorkland. And there's a guy named what? Bjorn Granit, too. I mean, Jesus Christ. When I mean, you got a Bjorn and a Bjorkin, you're fucking Bjorkin. Gas. When does the Predators come out? When do I care? <laughs> when is that out? Is that out this year? No, I don't think are you, so. Are you excited about Predators? Yes. Topher Grace is in it. Steve? Yeah, I can't wait to see it. 
<laughs> oh, it's out July. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love that director, though. I'm still trying to figure out how I did not just get a ticket. I was doing 70 miles an hour in a 25. I was hauling yeah. your car went that fast. Well, it does, especially through school zones. It's you need to slow down. What, what's, the, what's at home that you need to go back to so fast? Dude? Well, no, I, I didn't realize I was going that fast. I was too busy being engrossed by this amazing conversation. I was hoping someone would bring up predators, and you did, so I slowed down. Yes, he directs his favorite movie. I'll say the Grace again. Do you think Topher Grace plays the Paul Reiser role in Aliens in it? That's a question. There is no way that movie's going to be good. There is a way, because the director's pretty... I think he's pretty good. He's the director of Armored and Vacancy, which you guys both love. He's a fucking puppet. He's great. He's not a puppet. He, he did an amazing film called Control no, no. as well. I think it's called Control. No, yeah. With yeah, a K. Uh, yeah. I know what you're saying, but he's a puppet because if you if you look at the way Robert Rodriguez is steering everything about that movie, he's a puppation. He's a, he's a, no he's way. A, he's a puppet with a brain that's he's out of control that Robert Rodriguez can't control. He's Pinocchio. He's a marionette that's or right. a muppet. There is no way that movie's going to be good. Mm. That's good. I think and, it's going to be good. And, and I, love, I love when people named Nimrod make movies, but I just don't, I don't see it happen. I mean, I, I like the cast. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah, I like Brody in the role, actually. I thought that was kind of a cool choice. Yeah, he looks good. I mean, he got all fucking kneaded out. He looks good. Tough ass. So for great. I got that. <laughs> Eric Fanner. Although, I, I tell you what, I not stand Alice Braga, the girl in it. Hate her. But she's playing Hate one of the her. Predators, right? She doesn't. She does not. No? And then um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne? Yes. you got Danny Trejo. You've got uh, Oleg Tacticar, the dude that got cut up as a million pieces in Bad, bad Boys. Somehow that guy keeps working. I have no idea how. Because he's great. He's, he's in 15 minutes, too. He's the guy that, that takes the uh, yeah, right. video. That was a big breakthrough. Yeah. Was a big, big breakthrough. That was, that's where he became an international star. He got in trouble for taking uh, behind-the-scenes photos of Predators, remember? It leaked yeah, out. He, on his, yeah. he had a big trouble. You know, you know what he looks like? He looks like uh, Richard Tyson, but with, like, a, with, with like a little vodka in him. He actually plays Topher Grace's older brother in the film. I wish. He does not. <laughs> no? He does not. See, now you're telling tales out of school. Lucas, is there anything that you're super excited about before I send you off into the, the desired zones? Uh, not, I already kind of meant like uh, the social network. Uh, <clears throat> not much else. I, I don't know how... Actually, uh, Your Highness, I, I'll, I'll probably like David Gordon Green. I like uh, Jody Hill, Danny McBride. I like all those guys. So... It's, uh, you would expect it to be good, but... I, I probably won't it's, be disappointed. It's got a good cast, yeah. Those guys haven't really done any bad, I don't think, so... Yeah, it does have a good cast. And, and I, think, uh, I think Topher Grace is really good in that, too. Is he in it? Oh, my God. Please. No, 
I do like. I'm not even kidding. I do like Topher Grace. Uh, what roles did you use from? That 70s show. In Good Company. God, you're hurting me, Justin. You're hurting me deep. Uh, Didn't you say it was your new Hamilton? favorite show? I Where do love to watch it every night. Huh? I hear all sorts of voices at the same time. Hey, Justin, uh, didn't you say that that, that 70s show was your new favorite show the other night? What? Is there something I else? watched that. I watch it every night, yep. That's the Are one. Are you serious? I'm catching up. Yeah. And there, comes uh, a time in a man's, there comes a time Lucas. in a man's life when you really have to just be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> hey, Lucas, thanks for calling in, man. Why, why do you watch yeah, it? Thanks. Bye, guys. Take care, man. Violent. I love it. I love that show. I don't know. It's, it's funny and uh, it's great. Good writing. I like you're, it. You're kidding, right? Laura, Laura Prepon is hot in it. Um, Justin. Early Mila Kunis. No, it's, it's funny. I like it. I'm not kidding. I do like it. Kurtwood Smith. Red Foreman. Kurtwood Smith is great. Yeah, it's good. You should check it out, guys. All eight seasons are available on DVD, I believe. The only time somebody should watch that 70s show is when, like, they're waiting for a ball game to come on that follows it. It's like, you have to watch the end credits of that 70s show. That's how I was with a lot of shows. Like, you have to watch the end credits of, like, Seinfeld or whatever just to get to the Braves game. Eh, Hate that. Fuck the 70s like show. A, like a different world. Hello? Yeah. And, and Laura Prepon, who cares if she's attractive? Man, is she cute. Big boned. It's a great name, too. Prepon. I like it. Prepon? Yeah. Well, sorry to hijack the morning through with the worst. Huh? Oh, yeah. Well, hell yeah. I mean, it's horrible. But it, just like anything else, it takes time to perfect it. I was actually going to do like a War of the Worlds type speech this episode instead of having a show, but then I realized that um, that would require work. I wasn't commenting that the show was worse. I was saying I was sorry I hijacked it with the worst, which was no, it's good. It's that seventy show. Yeah. No, it's perfectly fine. I know. I know it's atypical for a chud show to get hijacked by stupid. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, what else? You've we... actually had. Well, hold on. You've actually had proper film talk on this one. So you know, uh, all of our critics can shut their traps a little bit, at least before we showed up. I was just trying to. Going, I was going through the Daily Minutes before uh, before you folks arrived, and this is better than the Daily Minutes. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what I'm excited about, Steve. Yeah. I'm excited about you. Who isn't? I'm excited about you getting arrested and thrown into the slam for driving 800 miles <laughs> in one mile an hour. Yeah, I, di- I didn't realize I was uh, breaking the law. I was severely breaking the law. 70 yeah, and a five. Reckless. You know, you know what you missed, Steve? I talked about, uh, I talked about uh, Bog people in, in, the, in video stores. The, you, you mean uh, Hollywood 24? Hollywood video. Hollywood video, that's right. Yeah, you never know. Bog like people might be, might be down there. No, I, I think, I think uh, taking the idea that we had talked about further, I think, I think if you don't leave a copy of Bog People in a place that's going out of business, you're invoking like spirits that are too foul to to survive. You need to leave Bog People, or you yeah, like, face serious consequences. It's like the whole superstition of throwing some salt over your shoulder. You throw a copy of Bog People over your shoulder into the building as you walk out. Yes, we have a new caller. 
should I, should I risk face and, and bring them on? Do it. Sure. Okay. Later have a decision. Okay. Hello, caller. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. How are you? Fine, gentlemen. Good. Who's this? This is Greg from Wyoming. I've called before, and we talked about, I don't know, something. What part of Wyoming? Casper. It's kind of in the center. Right from, you know, 30 minutes from Clendatu. That was the conversation we had. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> A very friendly, a very friendly isn't, place. Isn't that Jared Leto's band, Thirty Minutes from Clint Athu? Uh, it, it's not. It should be. They could have done the score. Ah, Jared Leto. What a wonderful actor! What a lovely, what a wonderful actor with with a wonderful band. Yeah, I was having a discussion with somebody about Jared Leto the other day, and I think I was, uh, I think I found myself on the defending side of it, which is. Not usually where I find myself, but I had well, to. Uh, if, you ever, if you ever meet Jared Leto in person, as you're walking away, throw a copy of Fog People at him. True. Not Good luck. Well, what were you defending? How, how could you defend the man? Uh, I just wanted to know. Uh, well, I think it was this guy, I, he watched a record him for a dream for like the first time, and I don't know if it's, and he seemed kind of ambivalent about it. And I don't know if it's a generation gap or because feeling dated right now or something. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while, but he did mention Jared Leto as kind of a sticking point. Oh, okay. I think it was a little too Jewish for him. That might have been the problem. Who knows? Requiem for a Dream was too Jewish? Or he was too Jewish? The, uh, uh, Jared Leto's Jared character. Leto. Jared Leto, their character. Their, uh, yeah, their upper their New York garment business type people. What a strange person of, of Requiem for a Dream. What was his breakthrough, if he had one? He was on My So Called Life was his breakthrough. Hey, it was the boyfriend. Wow. Thanks, thank yeah, you. He, he, played, he played Jordan Catalano, the dreamy high schooler who was in the band. Just right. Why do you know that? Because I've been hating Jared Leto for about 15 years now, I think. I know a lot about the man. He is a, I never he thought is he was. <laughs> he's a, he's the perfect storm of, of diarrhea. <laughs> well, if you yeah, he him, maybe the, you should just leave him alone, and then not and not research him to fuel your hate. Well, he his his arm, didn't he get his arm? Didn't he get his arm shot off at the end of Requiem? Yeah, he has a little bit of a problem with his arm, and that's a good thing, Greenus. <laughs> That's a good thing. I, I wish his arm would have been the only part that was allowed to continue in the entertainment business. Too bad he hadn't been. Uh, <laughs> too bad he hadn't been injecting the heroin directly into his neck, and they could have saw it off that arm of Jared Leto. His work in Lord of War is is among some of the most nightmarish chronicles I've ever endured. They gave they gave him a terrible character in Lord of War, though. They really did. He's terrible in it, but they gave yeah. him a bad character. Yeah. Although I have to, I have to admit the movie wasn't that good, but all three video game spinoffs were pretty solid. <laughs> I just picked out Lord of War three, and uh, although it's nothing, it looks nothing like Ethan Hawke. It's still a pretty badass character. Andrew Nichol, right? Yeah, yeah. Who, who, yeah, I'm always, in, I'm always interested. To, yeah, I'm always interested in seeing what he comes up with, even though he's kind of 
he's he hasn't really realized his potential as fan. Yeah, Truman Show was better until you, was better, and, and then you saw it, and then it wasn't as good. Yeah, but Gattaca is pretty good. Gattaca is very good. And Truman Show's really, it's good, but it should have been like a masterpiece. And, and Simone is amazing. Lord of, War. Lord of War should have been a masterpiece. Yeah, it's okay. It's no, Gattaca was hellhole. I, I love Gattaca. Yeah. Didn't that? Didn't Andrew Nichol do something else, too, that I'm forgetting? I'm not near my computer, so I don't know, but... He, he did Gattaca, which was amazing, which I, I think well, no, was great. Gattaca is great, we, but if he did... Is there a fourth... Is there a fourth... He did, yeah, he did. He did He did Sim 1 or Simone, whatever that was. Oh, is. yeah. He, see, that he God. wrote it. He wrote Simone. I was my first girlfriend to see that movie, and we enjoyed it, actually. Oh, that's good. Yeah, for um, him, whatever. I was sixteen. Did uh, yeah, he has a new movie. He has a new movie he's working on. I know. I don't exactly know the details, but he's actually still kicking. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's not gonna get fired in the world just for making Lord of War. Although he may, maybe that that might be the the next step. He made the opening sequence to Lord of War, so I kind of excuse him. Um, Justin. Yeah, I'm over. I'm I'm working at Rome today, and I'm walking past yeah. the windows of of people. You know, they have your name on the door that where you're working. Sure. Let me just tell you. First of all, there's a thing that says Jigsaw Meeting, so I guess they're plotting the next Saw movie in there. But this is the best. There's a guy. His name is Kef Kreider. Kef. K e f f is his first name, and his last name is Kreider. K r i d e r. You need to like. Can you uh, knock on the door if we meet him? Actually, Kef is a great like man. Sounds like a mascot for a travel website or something. Yeah, it sounds like there's a typo on Jeff or something on his birth certificate. Sounds like the perfect storm of diarrhea. Just, just, uh, just knock on his door and just tell him that you have trouble with his name. <laughs> the guy's got a lot of hard sounds in his name. It's like very, very aggressive name. It's like. Like, Wallace Shawn would spit all over town trying to say his name. <laughs> what is, what's a good name when your name is, your middle name when your name is Kef Kreider, you know? Oh, no. Here. Nick, here you what? go. The, uh, Andrew Nichol is doing The Host, which is that Stephanie Myers novel, The Twilight. You're thing. kidding. Uh, no, that's what, that's what the IMDb is telling me right now. He's adapting it? He is directing okay. the movie of the adaptation. That poor guy. And I don't know who wrote it. We just have producers and director right now. Well, that's the market. The, but what's the space is going to do the new uh, Twilight movie that uh, Bill Condon? Yeah. Can you imagine if Kev, Kev Kreider and Kim Coates hooked up? Oh, Kim Coates is amazing. I, I remember Kim Coates from the Sand Kings miniseries with Bo Bridges, where Kim Coates was thrown into a, a tank with sand and little sand scorpions from Mars uh, disassembled him. And Bo oh, Bridges so laughed. So, so they basically showed his audition tape. That was something I wrote. You you, that was his audition tape. You didn't see a movie. That was his audition. His personal. Bo, was Bo Bridges the bad guy? Uh, uh, he he turned out he's like a mad scientist. 
so good. Which is interesting. I, I, in 2008, in 2008, Bo Bridges turned out to be the bad guy in Max Payne. And yeah, no, he was in Max Payne. Yeah, and Jerry, who I like, I like to be the bad like guy in Iron Man. What, what cracks me up a little bit is what, what people don't seem to realize is Jeff Bridges and Bo Bridges' uh, careers very similar. Oh, Almost yeah, identical yeah, yeah. careers. Well, there's, Max, there's, there's, a lot of brothers, there's a lot of brothers like that. Is there, did Jeff exactly. uh, Bridges exactly. thank Bo Bridges? Excuse me? Did he thank Bo Bridges like on the Oscar stage? Did he acknowledge his brother? I think he did. Thanks for, thanks for Bo for failing so successfully, paving the way for my amazingness. You know what's funny, though, is Bo, Bo probably has a seriously bitchin' house. <laughs> Jeff Bridges is a cosign. And, and, and he, hooked, he, hooks up, he hooks up with Randy Quaid and Don Swayze, and they fucking party rotten. <laughs> Uh, oh, Bridges, yeah, he he is, uh, yeah, he was terrible. I mean, he was uh, so obviously the bad guy in Max Payne from the minute it started. It was amazing. That movie was just awful the that whole way was through. Probably the worst experience I've had in theaters. That's, I actually shushed someone in that movie because I was so angry they were talking, and it was a nonsensical, just out loud talking in a movie theater. And I finally said to someone, "Shut the fuck up!" And then I realized why it was my hair in Max Payne. What did you say? You realized what? That it was you're shushing the character. No, I, I realized someone behind me, some girl oh. who was talking to her boyfriend and like pointing out plot things and asking loud questions, like ridiculously. And I finally, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna stand up and do something for myself. But I just felt yeah. pity afterwards because it's Max Payne and nobody cares. Okay, we're entering yeah, the home stretch of the show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop you off there. Thanks for calling from Wyoming, my good man. Please call back again. Bye. Thanks, Brian. I like Kef Bridges. Yeah. But, uh, Steve, are you still with us? Yeah, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm actually staring at some guy dressed as a Statue of Liberty, uh, Liberty holding up a, uh, an income tax sign, dancing his ass off at the corner of here. That's fine. Yeah, there's a lot of those folks. I like those folks. I saw, um, I saw one of the Tea Party guys up today, um, um, holding the flag and advertising that there would be a tea party in my community um, coming up. He was saluting traffic. You know what? I, mean, I run them over. over so. There was one of them. No, no. Liberty up here on the same corner. She was holding the sign, but she was, she was booty dancing. It was hilarious. It was causing so much traffic problems. And that is true. That is not a joke. You know what's funny is in Atlanta, when you see somebody dressed like that on the side of the road, they're promoting something. When you're in Los Angeles, they're, um, they're living out their regular day life. It's like some dude wakes up and is the Statue of Liberty. He wakes up in, under a tunnel and is the Statue of Liberty, and then he goes back under the tunnel. And in here, they, they, he clocks out, goes home. Yeah, here they're advertising uh, tax services. Which uh, have you guys finished your taxes? That's something exciting to talk about. The morning screw. Have you completed your taxes? I have. Yes. We did. 
Nice. You're ahead of the game. Very much so. It's the first time. I'm usually very late with my taxes. Yeah, I'm almost finished. I'm not quite finished. I, I like to I'm spread finished. out the pain. At least, you know, at least, at least we take care of that shit. Yeah. Because some people don't, and then they're dumb. Like Bo Bridges? <laughs> yeah, Over I think caller. This is the last caller of the day, and it's not going to be long, so I don't care who you are. Who are you? I'm boring. I called to be boring. Who is this? Well, you fit right in. Exactly. Who is it? It's Carl. Hey, what's up, fuck? Your favorite, your favorite grumpy old man. What's up? No, it's Walter Matthau. I figured Carl see what you fuckers were doing. Like you can, you can't say that, can you? You can. Steve, do you have anything to say to Carl? It's the internet. Let me just say to Carl. Did you just get out of jail? Carl, Carl, you're great. We just never see you. Well, at least I don't ever see you. That's because you're always in jail, apparently. Or in bed. Carl's got a new job, right? I did about a month ago, something like six weeks ago. So does that no longer qualify as new once you hit the six weeks? Not a new job. Yeah, anymore. you know. Yeah, once you get like three paychecks, I guess it's no longer a new job. Something like that. So what are you guys talking about? I just I joined like 20 minutes ago when you were I'm talking about which is a better pair of brothers, Bo and Jeff Bridges or Jackie Earl Haley and W. Earl Brown? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bo Bridges. He, he's the yeah, forgotten. right. It's a good summation of his of his career. Here's the thing: you can't feel that bad for him because he he may not be in as many projects as Jeff Bridges, but at least he's older. And who, who cares about Bo Bridges? What about poor Bib Fortuna? The Bomar the Bomar monks took his brain out. <laughs> I, that's How, what I really that's a great. For. There's a great first name, by the way. Bib. Is it really? Does that really happen yeah. in the expanded universe books? Can you yeah. can you imagine yeah. can you imagine if Jeff Bridges didn't exist, we would have had to watch a movie called The Dreary Overweight Baker Boy. Did <laughs> 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 Bo Bridges have grown a beard to play for Iron Man? Well, I don't know if that has he ever had a beard? I'm sure he had keep it. me up at night. I, Beards don't cost money. They don't grow in space. Anything that's free, Bo Bridges takes advantage of. I've never seen seen a, a bearded Bo Bridges that I can recall. Where are you at, Nick? You said you were somewhere where there was interesting sightings of, of, of names. Yeah, no, I work out of this place called Rome. It's very nice. We've recorded a podcast here before. It's a very nice office complex where you have private rooms and coffee and food. Delightful. And you and I, you and I did the uh, the infamous Outlander podcast in there. <laughs> was it Outlander or Pathfinder? No, it was Outlander. Yeah. It's it was Outlander. Music. I cannot believe that exists. That movie really happened. Like Jim Caviezel was a spaceman. It was great. Jim Caviezel. We want to talk about talent and, and, and electricity. He Have made they canceled that? look like Lawrence Olivier. Have they already canceled The Prisoner? Uh, the remake of the AMC, which is a terrible show. It was, was it a one-shot. Yeah. yeah, it was a one-shot. It's so horrible. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not terrible. very good. 
The original series is excellent, though. Very well, good. yeah, everybody acknowledges that, but the remake is a complete... Oh, it's a, such a bore. Well, it's not a 70s show, but you know, it's pretty oh good. Oh, my God. Jim Caviezel, talking. Jim Caviezel is a fucking just dreadful man to watch on screen. He, uh, he's not dreadful. You know, he did, then he, he, he did hit... He beat up Jennifer Don't you Lopez. like him when he's being... Don't you like him when he's being flamed? You know, he's getting hit with the cat of nine tails? Indeed. No, and he, if he did, he talk about he beat Jennifer Jennifer Lopez's pussy into angel angel eyes. He kicked her ass. Yeah, yeah, it beat the daylight out of her. And his name was Catch. Oh wait, it wasn't Angel Eyes, was it? Wasn't it? Um... <laughs> wait a minute, it wasn't Angel Eyes. It was. It was Angel Eyes. Yeah. Oh, it was. But I thought uh, what the hell? Your savior? Didn't he help her? He wasn't there to kick her ass. He was there to help her. Oh, he beat the he, he beat the ever living U turn out of her. What? Really? That's good. Well, I mean, he was too bad. He, he was sick because she's making movies. Somebody needs to. Yeah, he he was. Uh, I'm sure he was. He, he plays the bad guy quite blandly, actually, in a lot of films. He played the bad guy in the last passion. The, the last uh, what was it? The Passion of the Christ, right? He was the bad guy in that. <laughs> he was. He was the antagonist. Yeah, the, the good guy was two stakes of wood. <laughs> The what was the conspiracy of the do, most anticipated film that's coming do you, do you Do you like it when celebrities, like A-list celebrities like Jim Caviezel, lend their names to food products? Because I, I cannot believe it the other day. I, I was at a, I was at a, uh, they had the complimentary breakfast over at the hotel, and I had a bowl of Pop Goes Caviezel cereal. <laughs> and it was delicious. Father Goes it's like the Kiss comic. They made in every box. There's like a molecule of his tears. Oh, poor Caviezel. He's talentless. <laughs> <laughs> like watching like a blank. It's like a blank slate act. Like should we get Caviezel? He shows no emotion. Let's get him in this role. And that, folks, is the end of the show. Here's a message of importance to millions of people who are continually pale and washed out, weak and run down. Doctors will tell you that these conditions are often caused by a deficiency of iron, the iron you need to build healthy blood, to keep your body function properly, and to keep you physically fit and mentally alert. Ironized yeast tablets provide you with a simple and effective way to get the daily iron your body requires. Ironized yeast is a concentrated iron tonic combined with high-potency brewer's yeast, one of the natural sources of vitamin B1. And every day... Yeast, yeast, yeast. Yeast.